1: Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, L.A. Nick, Tony Price, Andy Bernard,
0: Cassie Schrader.
1: You know, Tony, you look kind of dangerous today, I'll have you know. I've been riding a lot. There's a little bit of sun showing up. Yeah, just a little bit of sun showing up. We will... (laughs) it has got to show up somewhere. We'll be right back, right after this. Tom Bernard Show. Oh, that's right. You go
2: first. (laughs) (laughs) We're 0 for 2.
0: Doug Sprinthal. Like father,
2: like son.
1: Walzer Automotive Group,
2: walzer.com, and the pain in the ass known as Doug
0: uh, Sprintball. How about that? <laughs>
1: there
2: you go. Um, it's Wednesday, and if you're in the Twin Cities and you have never been to the St. Paul Saints game, you should go down. Uh, w- Walzer Wednesday has a pregame party going on every time there's a, they're in town on a Wednesday. Uh, the game starts at 7 o'clock. We get down there at 5 o'clock. We'll probably give away. About 900 hot dogs, give or take. Plus, if you want to play a really fun game, we're doing a version of the prices right in between a couple of the innings, and you can win cash prizes. Just sign up at the hot, hot dog booth. The reason that we do this is the money that we generate uh, goes to the Fraser Association, which is or they're leaders in uh, autism care for uh, families in the Twin Cities. It's a great cause. But if you want to have a great time in the summertime. I don't think there's many better, cooler things you can do than go to the Saints game. It's
1: true. There's no doubt about it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, and Doug sucks. No, wait a minute. (laughs) Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically,
3: we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
1: Doug
0: thinks he's Tito over there. Hey, Tito, it's what are
4: a you great doing? This was good, just, 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 just feel good music. Just it make was. it
1: feel good. Yep, it's true. I decided to just sit back and hold my mic in my lap and just <laughs> relax, man. It's marvelous. <laughs> Let's just
4: play the rest of that you album like for the rest Edward of the show. Edward R.
1: Murrow doing that. So, Doug, <laughs> when did you commit your first crime? We are recording <laughs>
2: from the front lines. We are,
1: we are indeed. Tony Price is here. You leave Monday. You leave early in the morning, too, on Monday, don't you? Coffee and donuts at Grumpy's. It starts at
5: 6 a.m., and we are kickstands up at 7. Grumpy's is going to close
1: on Washington? heard that. No, no, no. Roseville. No, no, I mean, but they're going to close Washington. That's terrible. I didn't hear that yet. It just just came out today. They they don't discuss how they run their business with me. Well, I tell you, the only reason they even bring it up is because, you know, I've Known those well, maybe not the current owners, but the guy who started it. But in any case, <laughs> in the newspaper they they interviewed him about uh, the fact that, well, they it's just not working anymore. And he says, "Yeah, I got to tell you something. The F and F heads that uh, don't don't want to come in because we're not their cup of tea." Why don't you go F yourself?
2: <laughs> wow! But it was phenomenal. It was great. Maybe you can hang out with a guy that used to run the Whiskey Junction. Yeah, he that's He kind true. of said the same thing. Yeah, he did. He said
1: the same
4: well, it's thing. Well, but... they're all going to go out of business because of redevelopment, period. Yeah, that's right. O- on Washington. But oh, even yeah. Grumpy's, I mean, even the other place that he just mentioned. Uh, the Whiskey
2: Junction.
1: Whiskey Junction. Whiskey
4: that, junction. that whole thing's going to get redeveloped because it's running late rail. Yeah, I know. What Three bars don't equal a 90-story condo building yeah. <laughs>
5: I, uh, so a lot
4: of motorcyclists going to be disappointed. Well, that's all going to be gone. Oh yeah,
5: hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, going down there. At, you go down there at uh, two o'clock on any Saturday night. Two if o'clock in the morning. Oh, and a God. thousand motorcycles it's, start up.
4: It's that doesn't pay taxes for the city, of Minneapolis. Pretty special.
5: It's it's kind of a neat little experience, yeah. and that's pretty much every Saturday night in the summer. Yeah, to, they all start yep. them up at once, and it's it's,
1: it's going to be gone. It's amazing. Remember, yeah, can't find any cars down there. It's all no. bikes. No, it is yeah. all bikes. Uh, when I was a little kid, there used to be a bar that was about six blocks, I don't know if it would be east or north or what the hell direction, but toward the city down Washington Avenue, there was a bar called Cassius Bar, Like spelled like Cassius Clay, it was Cassius Bar. You did not want to be a honky and go in there and start trouble, I will tell you that flat out. You could go in, as long as you behaved, everything was great, but if you got out of line, man, you got your ass handed to you. There
4: was, a lot, was. there was a lot of bars like that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no speaking of the
2: north side, I was down on the F dock at King's Cove yesterday, mm-hmm. and one of my new dock mates was working on his boat, and I was just chatting with him, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, he had something to tell that broadcasting friend of yours from North mm-hmm. Minneapolis. That broadcasting Apparently, player. this guy's uncle was either <coughs> your principal in grade school or junior high. His name was Carl Croning. Did that mm-hmm. Ring a bell? No." He said you were a total pain in the ass. Well, of course <laughs> I was. <laughs> of course he said that. Of course yes. I
1: was a pain in the ass. Yeah. I Even I knew I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's,
2: That's how you know <coughs> if you're a pain in the ass, when you piss yourself off. Yeah, exactly. God, I'm a dick. Well, you know, several years ago they
1: did a huge article about the KQ Morning Show in there, and they sought out the principal of North High School the years I went there, and his response was, <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> he wouldn't even acknowledge that he Which knew is actually
2: me. pretty funny. <laughs> it's really funny. This kid Hopefully was so horrible. had a horrible. sense of humor because then it is a good joke.
1: There were other people, though, that were much worse than I was. There was a guy. His, I'll just give you his, his first name was Wilson. Wilson was the kind of guy, too, that be nice to Wilson. <laughs> be really nice to him. But he was in uh, study hall. Well, I guess it was detention, actually. But they called it study hall. And he decided, you know, it's, it's hot in here. Well, what do you want me to do about it? And he goes, I don't want you to do anything about it. I'll handle it. Picked up a desk and threw it through the window. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what so grade I was, was better this? than that. He was a senior. Yeah, I. Is uh, so he still in? I don't know. <laughs> in if the he's 45 still alive. year program?
4: Those kids that I knew like that, and I went to school with their, they all commit suicide. There, a like lot of three those guys of
1: are dead. I don't know about him, but a lot of them are dead. It's really unfortunate, actually. Yeah. See that whole thing coming down, but the bright and cheery start to this hour. I'm glad you came in, Tony. <laughs> so, okay, you. It, all of this just fits in.
5: So I want well. to talk
4: to Tony about something. So, you're leaving for this ride, and it's a pretty epic ride, right? It's just, how many well, states?
5: We'll call it epic when it's done. Yeah, how many, many states go. is it?
4: Well, we got 48 for sure. We're still. So, that's a lot of states. So, I was planning on trying to attempt to break the coast to coast record on a motorcycle and so until i started doing a lot of homework on it and found out who owns the record right now and and talked to him and got his story on right. on how right. it was and i'll tell you what it wasn't pleasant it's a grueling thing to do oh i imagine it is brutally grueling i mean he told me the whole story you know he had to wear a condom catheter the catheter the, so go cause oh, he could urinate because stop See, we're
5: not interested in doing anything like that.
3: We're not, we're
4: not, we're not, we're not and he no said, he said, he said, even though he had the most comfortable seat you could have on a motorcycle, he still got sores because, and he even wore well, that's padded because bicycle. Because he was sitting on a bag full of pee. He was that's even, right. he was even wearing padded shorts from a bicycle for bicycle racers, and he was riding a, a bar, pretty much a Barker lounger with a sixteen hundred cc motor well, on it, but he, uh, he still got sores. So, what,
2: what is it? Is it like 35 hours? 38. It is, okay. 38, hours. 38 hours. From so LA about to
4: Manhattan. 85, 90 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, he average? did. Averaged about 85 miles an hour, But I, t- I can smoke that. I, I Well, think, you got to stop for gas, <laughs> though, son. you got to stop for gas. <laughs> that kills your And you time have to eat. Yeah. And you can't sleep. And no, he did it without sleep. any stimulants. No coffee, no anything. He said he wanted to do that because when he actually take that back. He drank a quarter cup of coffee at the last leg, where he didn't think he could make it, and it was in New Hampshire. He was at the point where he's like, "I'm not going to make it." He told the support team, "I can't go any farther," and he stopped and he drank a quarter cup of coffee, and it got him to Manhattan.
1: So, did he go from San Diego to Los Angeles Maine? to, Los- to San- New York?
2: Well, then that's well, not why a, the hell did he go to cheater. New Hampshire? That's the wrong way. Sure. That's the
4: wrong, wrong way. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have misspoke on the state. Okay. Okay. state why Washington. didn't
2: he go to Maine?
1: I don't know. It was New York, LA. Because Maine is east of New York, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So if you're
5: going to
4: cover north and t- east,
1: yeah, north and east, right? Yeah, it
4: was New York to LA. So
1: next time, but see it's him. a short
5: ride. It's like going to Duluth from here.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, not very far. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's not it's very three thousand three hundred miles. Three thousand three hundred miles. Yeah. He did it in thirty-eight hours.
4: Thirty-eight hours. That's unbelievable.
2: That's fine. So he was That's... ripping along, probably about a hundred.
1: No
4: cars miles have done, done it faster. Cars have done it fast. Yes, cannonballers have done it faster in cars. Well, then you got to go 100 miles an hour. I think I could do 140 the whole way with the radar jammer. <laughs> I really can. I'm comfortable at 140. Hard to
6: outrun
5: a helicopter. It really is. <laughs> we'll we'll just come d- looking for yeah, it. Yeah, well, just it make is.
4: it and then get arrested. Ah.
5: Well, again, we're not all we're we're not trying to set any records. Right. Like so, what's that, your time? I, fr- I will share this. What is your time frame? 54 days. So one day, per however, it's not thirty-eight hundred miles. It's twenty thousand.
1: Right. Miles. That seems like oh, a long time. Right. It's twenty thousand miles. More,
5: more or less. Yeah, Three hundred seventy
2: miles a day. It's not so bad. Yeah, that's an average. Yeah. yeah and when you, when you look at it like that, it's pretty easy. Five hundred miles a couple days in a row. You'll find nah, out no, no, that it, it well, gets to you after a while. This is.
3: Let me share
5: this story. We got when I got the motorcycle that I have now. I bought it in New Orleans because I. We talked a little bit about motorcycle popularity last time I was on with you, L.A., Nick. Uh, but uh, uh, I did a little research. I found out Minnesota is seventh in the nation for motorcycle ownership per capita. And I thought, well, no wonder used motorcycles are so expensive here. They're so popular. Yeah, and then, I, and then yeah. I took it a step further and I said, well, if Minnesota's seventh, that means there's a list. So let's find the list and see who's on the yeah. bottom of it. And, of course, uh, Maryland and Washington, D.C. were number 50 and 51, so I threw them out because everybody's uh, riding in limousines out there. Right. And I found the next two on the list going backwards in popularity was, uh, it was Mississippi and Louisiana. Really? So thanks to the Internet and Craigslist, I found the bike. I, I picked out three bikes that I would be willing to go look at and see and stuff like that, and I flew to New Orleans, and the first bike I looked at, I ended up buying. The guy who had it for sale picked me up at the airport took us four hours to get all our signatures notarized. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the same day that I flew down there, I saddled up to come back home again. And from New Orleans to northeast Minneapolis, where I live, is 1,265 miles. Mm-hmm. I parked in my driveway at 1130 Thursday night.
1: That's and a I hell of a ride.
5: St- and I stopped in a hotel. You did? Yeah. I stopped in a hotel just south of Memphis. And then I woke up and at the crack of dawn. I was on the bike again, and,
1: and I parked it at home. So you came up 35? No, came up. You don't go, go through St. Louis. They came so through much. Rochester. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. I, came, yeah, I was,
5: came up 65 and then I got over on 52. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was trying to stay off the, the too many big trucks on the big roads. It's well, just not any true. fun. That is true. A lot of trucks. Oh, it's
2: man. boring as hell. Interstates are. West. unless, unless, in the yeah. unless yeah, you're, you're doing, in the mountains, it's okay.
4: Unless you're doing 160.
5: Then That's, they're nice. Yeah, they nothing, there's mile. nothing boring at 160. No. Unless <laughs> so doing, if you're doing
4: 160, it's fun, actually.
2: So what, what bike did you get down there? What did you buy? Uh,
5: I got an HDF... What is it? Uh, FLTC, HUI, yeah, A Harley-Davidson Ultra Classic is what I got. And I found a, an 8-year-old motorcycle with 10,000 miles. Really? And I bought it for less than 50% of its value. When I, when I got home, I could have sold it for more than double.
1: Really? Right. Yeah,
5: and that included... The price I, I considered that I paid for the motorcycle included the hotel, the gas, the food,
2: the coffee. So you ripped off some poor widow. Oh, you're saying. <laughs>
5: the
4: seller set the price. I think Minnesota's a great state to buy motorcycles because they don't get used very much yeah. here because they're only used a couple right. of months out of the year. I, I think they're used harder, though. Well, I don't know. Because
5: you like to ride 160. Well, i found a lot of low mileage. <laughs> I've <mean,
4: laughs> I, I found a lot of low mileage. Like Most of my bikes that I find or i found in minnesota or wisconsin but they're so low mileage they had no miles on them
5: well and that's why i bought mine because it had low
4: miles on it yeah so, that's key that's what? a nice bike yeah. though. that's it's almost similar to road king right
5: it's the same engine drivetrain and frame as the road king but right. it's got all the other bells and whistles sure, so i got sure. a four it's speaker a modern, stereo and more modern, more
4: modern road king
5: it's it just got more amenities right, right, it's a road right. king with amenities yeah.
4: road king is yeah. a great bike
5: Yeah. yeah, They handle really well. It would probably be
4: my pick for Harley.
5: Yeah. They've got that balance thing figured out. I've seen people do stuff on on the kind of bike that I have and on the Road Kings. I've seen stunt riders do some amazing things. The police officers that ride them, I think they ride a lot of Road Kings when they're riding Harleys. But, you know, you, you see them go through obstacle courses. You go, how does the guy get that great big motorcycle to do that yeah. kind of stuff i mean they're yeah. doing u-turns in one lane i just and, did that course it's uh, not easy yeah and i'm on
4: a pure sport bike and it was not easy yeah. but they, they make you stop in this one little box and both tires had to stop in that box yeah. And then they make you do this u-turn you can't take your feet off the pegs and it's such a tight it's like literally as tight as this table it yeah, was I, pretty hard to do
1: i yeah. would imagine
5: yeah yeah that i've uh I've taken and I said this last time I was here too. I'd recommend it for everybody. If you're going to ride a motorcycle, you got to take a course. You got to have somebody oh, somebody yeah. who's better than yep. you has to teach you the, the yep. how to stay alive on the road. So I've taken five motorcycle courses in
4: the last 40 years. I've been doing those ride um, like Rossi courses, the GP racer, you know, one of the top GP racer right, in the world, yeah. Rossi Valentino, Valentino Rossi, and uh, he has these Ride Like Rossi programs. It teaches you all the tricks that he uses on the track that you can relate to the street where you yeah. can be safe at 150.
1: That's got to be tough, though, because everybody else makes it unsafe. Yeah.
4: Mm. Where When you're riding that kind of bike, like Harley, you, you anticipate you're in a crash. So I wear a crash jacket and crash mm. yeah. gear because yeah. you anticipate that you could crash at any moment it would not be good.
5: see i anticipate <laughs> that i'm going to avoid all the accidents right. so i wear a bandana <laughs> yeah, there you go
1: avoid uh, all you can what, what's, I, yeah. what's your average speed going to be on the trip uh we've got it calculated at 50 miles an hour well let's see that's wonderful Yeah, but you don't have to push anything.
5: See, the thing is, when we're out there, I have no idea who's going to join us. Right. And we need more people to join us. So everybody who's listening to me talk right now, if you don't ride, call the people that you know that do ride and tell them to come and join us. Because more motorcycles just makes it more fun. But the thing is, when we're out there with that many motorcycles, I've got no idea what the skill set is on any one of them riders. true. And we have to plan for the lowest denominator. Right. So... Yeah, I've, I've been on rides where I ended up behind a, a woman who just got her first motorcycle and she just finished, she just got her license, and she wouldn't go faster than 40. Yeah. I was going, okay, we can't even see the people in front of you anymore. They're so far away.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but not you've you
5: got to kind of plan
1: for all of that stuff. Um, several listeners have asked me to ask you this. How did Gold Star start in the first place? Where, how, how did it happen?
5: <coughs> Excuse me. Um,
1: you coughed it up? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he coughed it up. It was
5: it was a con- combination of a couple of things. First of all, was the story about coming back from New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, right. So that kind of demonstrated to me that it could be done. So and then kind of and but for three years prior to that, I had been riding with another organization here in Minnesota. Who's only they only ride in Minnesota. That organization is called Tribute to the Troops. Okay. And I don't mind. You know, I, I'm friends with those guys. I still ride with them too. I got their patches back here on the back of my vest. Um, they uh, And I started with them quite by accident, <laughs> thanks to my wife, who was doing cigars at a fundraiser right, for, right, for right. tea It Up for the Troops. So we're at a fundraiser for tea It Up for the Troops at a private club here in the Twin Cities, and um, that was pretty exciting, and, and, and we're looking forward to helping out with tea It Up for the Troops. And I hear this rumble in the distance, and all of a sudden, 150 motorcycles rolled into this private club. And I said, I think these guys are out of their element. Yeah. But they're my kind of people, so I start talking to a few, and they said, yeah, we're going for a ride tomorrow. Why don't you join us? And I joined them. Didn't really know where we were going, but we ended up going to see Gold Star Families for a whole day. Went to visit four oh, Gold Star Families. That organization rides in Minnesota the second weekend of every September, and I think they're up to 15 years, 16 years that they've been, they do that. And about four years ago, three and a half years ago, I went to, uh, because we'd all become friends, and everybody talks to everybody, and they're wonderful. Wonderful human beings. If you want to meet some really, really great people, come on a ride to go visit Gold Star Families because everybody is just wonderful people. We'll take
1: a quick Uh, break. Be right back in two minutes, and we'll continue the story. Okay, great. With Tony Price, Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock Flow docks are rock-solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flo's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC, or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow docks and lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost Weight Loss Plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me. At their free informational dinner on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth, those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 65 pounds at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutrimost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Here's Tony Bryson. Oh, you didn't hear the motorcycle in front, did you? No, the there's the motorcycle. What is that smooth criminal
0: that's called speed demon
1: speed demon it was
0: on the bad album
1: oh it was okay
0: yep.
1: because i'm bad now you're not i'm looking at you right now michael you're not bad sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're not No, oh, he's definitely not now no it's kind of sad you heard that joe jackson died yesterday I, I didn't hear that it was confirmed i heard he was close but yeah he died so you so, know so this is a tribute to joe <clears throat> Playing Michael's music as a tribute to Joe? (laughs) Basically, it's just because they hated one another. We just thought we'd poke
4: the bear. I'm surprised he lived this long. Well, Honestly,
0: though, without Joe, would there have been a Michael Jackson? No, No, probably not. There wouldn't have been
4: a Jackson family.
0: I mean, well, true. But, I mean, he pushed those kids. I mean, granted, he went the wrong way about, you know, pushing the kids. But they became a successful group and... You know, Janet went off and did her own thing. LaToya tried. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but
4: there's, there's, she's a train wreck, man. Yeah. She is but, a train I mean, wreck. Michael,
0: look how successful he was. But and he, but in
4: the end, they're all kind of train wrecks.
0: Yeah, well, he even said yeah. in an interview that his dad did abuse him, but he is grateful for him being the dad that he was because he wouldn't be the artist he was it's that true. day. It's so true. So he Probably did say true. that publicly in an interview. Yeah, that's true. So.
2: I think he's forgetting about Barry Gordy, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Well, that's true. That, I don't that's think we fact. would have ever, ever heard of him.
1: I tell you so, that song by Janet, though. That that's the way love goes. My God, she sings that song. Extremely well. really Where is Janet? She just went through some other thing with a husband, and it's her life is a mess. As far she's as she's got, she's a great talent. Oh, she is, no doubt about it. I mean, she's very wealthy and all that. It's just she just can't get along with anybody. Mm-hmm. He's been married, what, three times now?
4: You know, when you're famous and rich, it's hard to know who your friends, real friends nah, are. that's a tr- And who, that's a tr- who really yeah. likes you for you. It's and also who's hard d-
5: to tell how, how to figure out who you are. Yeah, I think that's true, too. I think that's very, very that
4: true. That depends who I, you are.
5: I think you get enough money and power and celebrity, and then you forget what the rules are. And some, some of the rules, like gravity, apply to everybody the same. And, Gravity's going to be tough to and, beat. That's yeah. true. So there's...
2: Like, you know, my buddy, the, you Ted Turp, is thanked on uh, the on, on the control album. He's got a platinum copy hanging in his really? office. Really? Because he was buddies with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And oh, they used right, to play yeah. basketball right, together. Right. And the very first studio that those two had was above the Body Shop, Jay Klein Chef, when really? Ted was the general manager. I didn't so know that. and then Janet came into town to record that album, and we used to hang out at Filio's, I guess, all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody knew who she was.
0: Well, yeah, and then. Uh, is it um, God? What's the song? She does a nod to Minneapolis in it.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I know
0: what you're thinking. Escapade. Of yeah. yeah, yeah. She even yells Minneapolis in the song.
1: I thought she was saying min <laughs> <laughs> That She says Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, she does. All
1: right. Well, what the hell? It all works out in the end. I, uh, it, you know, it's a sad thing. Joe Jackson treated his family like dirt. Made a ton of money from them, but they were successful. I mean, they all made a ton of money because Joe pushed them and pushed them and pushed them, I guess.
4: Not a great life, but... There's a lot of stage moms that still do that. with Oh, God. And stage dads that still do that. I used to see them when
1: I did voiceover for 30 years. All the stage mothers and fathers were just, oh, God. They're pretty much slime bags. I mean, the kids would come in, four or five years old, and I'd be playing the dad and some of this four or five-year-old, and they would literally go... I don't want to do any more takes. That take was great. And you're, you're five years old. What the hell? And the mom's going, "Yeah, you're right, Timmy." I was like, "Oh God, go away, lady, and stay away." So we we're talking about finding of Gold Star. Right, so
5: we were doing the fundraiser, and then they invited us to go ride with them. We went to visit some Gold Star families, and then I started riding with them every year. And after about three years, I went to the board of directors of that organization, and I said, "What well, the work that we're doing here is really wonderful. It's really great, mm-hmm. and it's bigger than this. We need to do this. Needs to get some national attention that the entire citizenry of the entire country should be paying attention." And finding out and, and learning about what a gold star family is, what it means, and and how difficult it is, the sacrifices that they make for everybody else. Um, of course, they laughed at me and they said, "We all have full time jobs. We're not going anywhere." And I said, "Well, uh, you know, nobody is going to hire me, so I'll go for you." And no, uh, there you go. And um, nobody's going to hire you. Why did you say <laughs> well, that? Well, as a disabled vet, there's certain conditions. Most, you know, I kind of stopped looking, but uh, yeah, okay. You know, there, there's so. not a whole lot of jobs that I can do anymore. Um, you get free marijuana? Uh, I haven't asked. Damn it. I haven't asked. I heard it's really but, great. Uh,
1: Do you think you have PTSD? No. No, you don't. That's good.
5: No, I'd I, i, I <laughs> I'd like to say I don't suffer from any mental problems, but a lot of people well, who know me would say, yeah. I beg to differ. Even <laughs> I would
1: know that, and I've only known you for about six months. So. Yeah. No, God, it's been longer than that. You
5: it. know, I, especially since I started working on this program, people say you're completely insane if you think you should. You're going to ride a motorcycle twenty thousand miles for a Gold Star Family, yeah. And you know to bring that back full circle. Uh, well, they basically they said no, and they didn't want to let me use their name either. So a new board of directors was formed, and a new five hundred one c three charity was named, and it's the Gold Star Ride Foundation. So in essence, the Gold Star Ride Foundation is just uh, trying to propel what Tribute to the Troops had started many many years ago. Right. right. Uh, so that was the that's the origin of the whole thing, and. Um, I wanted to just take it a step farther because uh, uh, Dakota Meyer. Are you familiar with the name Dakota Meyer? Anybody I don't in here? Think so no. Well, Dakota Meyer won the Medal of Honor. Uh, uh, I'm guessing there's a handful of listeners right now who have heard the name before. Right. Uh, so he won the Medal of Honor and for actions that he did. I want to say in 2013. And the short story here is that he was the sniper who sat on top of the hill while all of the uh, all of the people in his. Uh, in his organization, were, you know, all the military guys went down to the village to talk to the village elders in Afghanistan, and it turned out to be a trap. Taliban was on top of all of the buildings, oh, and it was—it was just they drove into a, a, a gauntlet, and they radioed out for air support. The radio—the air support was denied, and Ooh. Dakota Manning was the sniper sitting on top of the hill, and he thought, well, I could get one, uh, but they, him, and another guy that were sitting up there, his his scout jumped into a, I think it was a scout, jumped into a, an unarmored vehicle, which was a st- ostensibly a pickup truck, had a machine gun in the back. He was running the gun while the other guy was driving. And they drove right down into the, into the heart of the battle. Man. And he was opening fire on everybody. And he was picking up wounded soldiers as he went and as many people as he could get into the back of that truck. And he laid them all down and he ran back up the hill and he dumped them all off again. And then they turned around and they went back and did it again. And he picked up about eight more, and he went back up to the top of the hill and dumped them all off. And then they went back a third time, and he filled up the truck again and went back up to the top of the hill and dumped all these wounded people off. But this time, he had been shot twice. The The vehicle that they were in had been shot so many times that they couldn't drive the truck anymore. Mm-hmm. The turret on his gun had been hit and damaged, so the turret wasn't working anymore. And those two guys jumped into another truck and went down a fourth time. And now they bring him back. And at, at that point, I think they had something like 35 uh, soldiers rescued. But he was after the four U.S. soldiers that were at the front of the, that were leading this thing. Most right. of, almost everybody that he brought out was uh, Taliban fighters, or excuse me, not Taliban, Afghani.
2: Afghani soldiers. Afghani
5: soldiers. Um, so he went down a fifth time. And the fifth time he found the four guys that he was looking for, but he got there too late. All four of them died. Oh, um, God. All four of their families became um, gold star families. The families that they left behind. Anyhow, that's his story. And it's because of people like him that I get inspired. So he was, of course, he's interviewed by all the medias, all over the national press and stuff like that. And he was on 60 Minutes. And the guy was interviewing him and he said, did you, do you know what you did was extraordinary? He said, no, I, what I did was not extraordinary. If I would have got the guys out, it would have been extraordinary. Yeah. And then he went on to say, you keep trying until you're dead. And if you don't die trying, you didn't try hard enough.
1: Yeah, I see that point.
5: And that's the way I look at this motorcycle ride. If I don't die trying, I didn't try hard enough. I either get it done or I die trying. And I've kind of reacquainted myself with that kind of a mentality
1: because I believe that the importance of getting this done is that great. Do you, because I would, when you talk about somebody like Dakota Manning, do you kind of feel like, well, everything I've done is not all that important, <laughs> you know. You're like, hey, God, it's wonderful." I, I don't think guys like that realize what they're doing is as dangerous or as important as it is. They just kind of react and do it. Well, it's in really that amazing. interview,
5: he said, "I was just waiting to die. I was just going. To, yeah, I figured I was. It wasn't a question of if I was going to die. I knew I was going to die." And he, he just kept going anyway. And it's it
1: amazing.
5: Got a little bit lucky, and he came out with his life. But he, he was injured in that. Um, in that mission as well, and and yeah, his story is pretty amazing. It is a really great story. That's a wonderful story. And and uh, you know, I hope Dakota Meyer might hear us and know that I I would like to. I've never talked to him. I've never That's met him. Dakota Meyer. Meyer. Well oh, yeah. I thought
1: you said Manning. Sorry about
5: that. Um, anyway, I it, I want I would like to get the message to him that he has inspired me. Yeah, I can see that. You know, he's half my age, but <laughs> I I would really like to. I, I think that's important for him to hear that because I don't think he knows. Where did he grow up? I want to say he grew up in Kentucky, and I think he lives in Texas. Oh, here's another little claim to fame. He's married to Sarah Palin's daughter now.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, and I can't remember her time. name
5: either. Um, God, what was her name again? Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble, yeah. So Dakota and Trouble are living in Texas now,
1: I think. Dakota and Trouble are that's uh, good Bristol news. or Bristol, Bristol or Bristol, Whistler. Bristol. There you go. Uh, Bristol, Jane is with us. Jane's joining us. Excellent, uh-huh. Jane Jenkins Herlong. How you doing, Jane?
7: Well, hey, I, I think I called too early. But, you know, us Southerners, we like to do things just right.
1: No, or wrong. One <laughs> or the other, Jane. You know, yeah,
7: yeah that's, that's the truth. Just take your pick.
1: Well, here's what we'll do, Jane. We'll do a, a few minutes, and then i got to take a very quick break. And then when we come back, you have an entire 15-minute period. So, actually, we have we have a, a lot to talk about. We're just talking to Tony Price. He's going on a Gold Star ride to visit uh, Gold Star families. Uh, you describe it, Tony, because you, you describe what goals our families are better than I do.
6: We're
5: going to go see, and we're going to honor and support families from which somebody joined the military and was killed. And we're going to, oh, and we're riding motorcycles to do it. And we're going to hit at least forty-eight states.
7: Oh my goodness, that's awesome! And
5: it'll take the entire month of July and most of the month of August. Yeah. And wherever wow. you are. Uh, we'll probably stop and see you, okay? Jane?
7: Well, come on by. We'd love to have you. Where are you? Well, I'm in two places. I live in the middle of South Carolina, and I have a home in Charleston where I grew up.
5: Charleston is one of our stops. I want to say July 20th, give or take three days. Oh, my days. gosh. Yeah. And, I'm uh,
7: writing that down.
5: Write it down, Jane. Over, write down goldstarride.org. Everything is listed there. Yeah, there And as we confirm, and we got we got a couple volunteers and myself are, are actually crossing the T's and dotting the I's, and as we confirm the exact spot, we post it yeah. on the website, and the website will have the schedule to within 10 minutes, give or take, of when we're going to get there.
7: I would love to see you all, and I'll, I'll be saying prayers.
1: See how nice you are. Jane, you're far too nice. Let me point that out. <laughs>
7: Well, it's a great cause. And it thank is. you for doing that.
1: It is wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Jane Jenkins, her long rhinestones on my flip flops, choosing extravagant joy in the midst of everyday mess ups. No, everyday mess ups. By the way, I'm looking at your picture here, Jane. You're making the part of yeah, body.
7: I look just like that right now. <laughs> <I know>
1: that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that, Jane, because you look really good in the picture. But you were bullied for being ugly?
0: Oh,
7: my goodness. I was such a tomboy and, oh, yes, real short hair, lost my teeth, and nothing girly-girly about me. Yeah, I was. Um, You remember the group Herman's Hermit?
1: Absolutely.
7: Oh, I'm so glad you remember that. Well, they called me Herman.
1: Oh, (laughs) no. He was (laughs) a handsome guy. You were a handsome woman anyway. Peter Noon, right? (laughs) Peter Noon, yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah was, it,
7: was, it was quite an interesting time. And my lips, oh, my gosh, you should, you know, I grew into them, and thank you, Jesus, I say that reverently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're amazing. You're nothing but trouble, Jane, I can tell just from the first two minutes of talking with you.
7: There you go. You can you stir the me.
1: pot. You can stir the pot, definitely. Jane Jenkins, Herlong, she went from being bullied for being ugly to a Miss America contestant rhinestones on my flip-flops offers the message jane lives by prove people wrong and laugh while living your dreams that's what wonderful message
7: oh thank you i believe that i really do and um, the miss america program really helped nurture that and uh, that's why i love the program so much
1: no i could see and i don't
7: like the changes in the program
1: (laughs) what like what changes don't you like
7: well, you know they're not. Uh, they're doing away with the swimsuit portion. Oh right, and, yep, right. Yeah, and then if um, if you think that a, uh, you know, you can just decide what your gown is or a formal wear. So I'm telling all my friends that are going to be in Miss America, just wear a swimsuit with rhinestones on it and say, "Hey, here's my gown."
4: I like it. I think they're putting a nail in the coffin with those changes yeah
1: you're probably right about that we need to take a yeah, very quick a break we will be right back with jane jenkins her long and tony price in studio tom bernard show.
6: we are here with chris lindahl what's the latest chris lindahl real estate the real estate brokerage is finally here we've declared our innovation independence
1: your innovation independence
6: <laughs> you're you're dressed independently
1: today i will tell you that That's- you look
6: good man you look great Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How's that work? So so we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it's just a way of saying thank you. And KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare bones offer. So everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do, and we're going to do it potentially for free for one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the, was it a drawing or what? It, it? Yep. So it's, so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K and you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing.
1: And when, uh, when do they need to do this by? So the deadline is
6: June 29th. June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to ChrisLindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you.
1: You're a good man.
0: Like a moth to a flame from by the flame.
1: Oh, there she is. Yeah, I'm playing That's it. the way love goes. <laughs> That's the way so love goes. What a great song. Goes. Jane Jenkins, Herlong, long, we're talking about your love life. That's the way love goes. That's all I have <laughs> <said>. <laughs> I <need> to say. He just starts laughing. Man, you'd be a lot of fun to hang out with, I can just tell.
7: Yeah, y'all should let me sing next time.
1: All right, go. Oh, we well, can sing this time.
7: Yeah. What song do you like?
1: Uh, That's The Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. I like that song a lot. Um, how about, oh. can you sing At
7: Last? At last, my love has come along. That was good. That was really <laughs> good. <laughs>
1: that was good <laughs> and humble, that all was, at the same yeah, time. good and humble at the same time. I love that. <laughs> that was good. Oh,
7: that is so tacky of me. My mama would... <laughs> She would skin me if she heard me say, wasn't that good, like that.
1: <laughs> well, hey, that song is not an easy song to sing. It's one of my favorites of all time. So Etta James was an amazing, amazing singer. No doubt about
7: oh, it. Oh, I know. I sing that at weddings at the um, Oh, I suppose. Yeah. reception. Yep, I've done that at receptions because it's taken them too long to get married. So anyway.
1: Jane Jenkins, her long, the book is called Rhinestones on My Flip Flops. Have you ever flipped? The challenge is not to become a flop strap on your sandals and let rhinestones on my flip-flops deliver joy and laughter in the midst of everyday mess-ups. So how do you do this? How, you mess everything up, and then how do you turn your day around?
7: Well, it just depends on how you see the mess-up. I, I, I really truly believe, Tom, life is like the hokey-pokey. I really do. Uh, I was on a bumper sticker, and I said, what if the hokey-pokey really is what it's all about, and I believe it is. Because you put your right foot in, and that, to me, is doing the right thing. Right foot out, right foot in, and then what? You shake it all about. Shake you have to shake it. things off. And then yeah. it says you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, so you look at it from another angle and learn from it, and then you're better.
1: God, it's an, you have an amazing story with a sense of humor and hard work. Jane traveled from her family farm to the runway of the Miss America pageant all the way to performing at Radio City Music Hall. Jane crisscrosses the country sharing her down-home principles delivered with uptown humor, combining humor, truth, and her award-winning singing. Jane adds pizzazz to her presentations with life skills, helping audiences work smart, laugh often, and live their dreams. She is also a XM humorist, an award-winning author, and professional singer, as well as a recent inductee into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Where is the Speaker Hall of Fame, Jane?
7: Well, it's the National Speakers Association inducts uh, FIVE, Folks, every year I was fortunate last year, year before last to be one of the inductees, and it was a tremendous honor and I understand you're in the uh, broadcasters Hall of Fame yeah,
1: who told you that
7: Well, I just do research
1: that <laughs> <laughs> you do some research, yeah, it was very nice as a matter <laughs> of fact um, one of the guys in the studio with with us, Doug Sprinthal, went down, and a bunch of friends went down for it it was it was it is humbling, isn't it Jane
7: oh my goodness i just i I still, when I think about it, well, I'm so in awe because of the other people that have been awarded. And that's where I go, oh, my gosh, they actually consider me to be of that quality. And it is humbling. It really is. And and I'm very, I feel very blessed. I really do. I appreciate the folks that saw that I was worthy of the honor. So that, it's just a real special thing, really is.
1: So did you go that that night when you were inducted, did you go get lit up afterwards? (laughs)
7: Honey, I had my blingy earrings on. I didn't need anything but that.
1: (laughs) That Was it your boingy earrings was enough? I think that's probably true. Blingy
7: earrings and lots of spanks. Believe me.
1: I thought you said boingy, but you said blingy. Blingy.
7: I said blingy, like, you know, in your face, shiny. So that was my rhinestone (laughs) moment on my ears.
1: (laughs) So, uh, again, we talked about the fact you were bullied because, why, why was your hair cut short? Is it something the family did or you decided to do?
7: Oh, please. My mother didn't want to pay for haircuts, so she took us down on John's Island, to one of her best friends, who scalped me. Oh, I was so sad. I'd run to the mirror and just cry, I just and then the big lips and the lost of teeth and all that, and then made fun of, and that's okay. You know, I managed to turn that around. That was yep. a little flip-flop, and um, I decided that I would be, you know, the I love the word bitter and better, because the difference is the I- So why be bitter? If you're bitter, it's about you, the I. So just say, you know what? I'll grow my hair out one day. And so that's what I did. I just, I turned things about. My daddy was a hardworking farmer. He didn't finish the 10th grade. I really respected daddy's hard work. I got that ethic from him, which I'm thankful for. But that's really what you do in life if you want to succeed.
1: Yeah, Andy, are you listening? My son's here running. He's the engineer on the show, and he also. Yeah, I
7: need you. to put my son on. Where can I call, get him to call in? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely, put your son on too. But yeah, <laughs> see, I think it's so. You offered a great, uh, a great uh, model for your children, and uh, that's a that's very pleasant. That's reward. Yes,
7: we all, and we never know what we're going to get, though. You know, it's like that box of chocolates thing.
1: It is indeed. Yeah, that's. Uh, I still, that movie, the amazing the piece at work. It was unbelievable. Yes. But I just, uh, I, so your book basically is just about making things better. All From from start to finish, you want to make things better, and that's just what the book's about, right?
7: Well, what I did was I took, a, I, I'm a professional speaker, and I travel and I get to really listen to women and hear what's going on and a lot of stress issues. And so this book is a timeless journey I start with uh, I use the iconic biblical women and I called Eve deceived Eve and that's the girlfriend that you might have or guy friend who thinks they don't have enough so they make foolish decisions and lose everything and then they realize they actually had it all and they didn't realize they had it all until they lost it all but I do it with humor because I'm a humorist and then like a domestic diva Martha was the southern woman to me who worked so hard to make everything right she missed the event yeah, so I nice. use those iconic figures, and like salty Mrs. Lott didn't want to move ahead. She wanted her old life, and well, bless her heart. She was brimstone instead of rhinestones.
1: Works for me. <laughs> Jane Jenkins Herlong, the book is called Rhinestones on My Flip Flops Choosing Extravagant Joy in the Midst of Everyday Mess Ups. Jane, thanks so much for your time. You're a very pleasant person.
7: Well, bless your heart. Thank and that's you, a compliment coming from me.
1: Yeah, I suppose <laughs> it is. Thanks, Jane. Have a good day.
7: Thank you so much. Bye.
1: Jane Jenkins Herlong. What I do on this show is um, I look around, and when Doug gets me that look, it's like, uh, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the look on your face.
2: Well, when she started quoting Forrest Gump, I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> I, he, honestly and I love the way you covered the fact that you hate Forrest Gump. <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs>
0: Why do you hate it? See, I love it.
2: Ugh.
1: Everyone loves it. I, I only I watched, didn't, it, I didn't
0: watched like it I thought
2: it was okay. Yeah. What the hell is
1: life is like a box of chocolate? What the hell does that even mean? I thought it was a dumb movie. Well,
0: it's because the... Well, now they put, like, a little diagram. But when you got yeah. a box of chocolates, you didn't know what kind of chocolates they were. Did it have caramel on the inside? Mm-hmm. You never knew. It. They it was always like told
4: you on the lid.
0: Oh, really? for a while they didn't. My whole
4: life Some they brands did. don't. Oh,
0: the cheap kind doesn't.
4: Well, I don't buy cheap
0: kind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I will tell you this. Uh, she was a very pleasant person. Yeah, ple- yeah pleasant she, was nice. she was very nice. She very nice. I tell you what, though, man. Can you imagine after a couple of cocktails? I'm a humorist. I'm funny. I'm a great singer. <laughs> she'd be going on and on. But I can't good. wait to meet her. Yeah, it'll be yeah. good. She's writing everything down so she come and see you. So I think probably, that's I have a feeling
2: you might see her actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, don't, I think that was.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just love Southern women. I mean, she reminds me so much of my mom and all of her friends when they would get together that's how they would talk all the time it was hilarious just to sit and watch them
1: like, like the bombastic everything's yes, bombastic yes that's and they're right. just amazing. so
0: sweet and funny but they'll tell you the truth and i loved how she used and the i word, want to hear the truth <laughs> i love how she used the word tacky because my mom used that for everything oh tacky everything's yes, tacky you look yeah. tacky
2: and you could be a stunt double for mary mack me? How does that work?
0: Oh, yeah, I know with my voice. Yeah.
2: God, can you play that audio of,
0: oh, of Mary Beth
2: going
1: after Philip? <laughs>
0: no,
1: if you can, Andy, unless it's impossible. I've never Fine, heard that. Whatever. Oh, I God, it's funny. I think so. If you it's can find it, Andy, just let me know so I'll stop talking in time so everybody can hear from the beginning.
0: Oh, yeah, here we go. Philip
1: is in studio complaining about, about uh, racism and racism and all the rest of it. And then he said this, and Mary Mac said that, and here it is. But you say yeah. the, the Korean barbecue. Oh, Korean barbecue is phenomenal. Are they the ones that eat dog?
0: What? Who's the racist now?
1: No, man. Oh, they. God. oh God! What? Who's the racist? No, Philip. Oh God! She is a wonderful person, Mary Mag. Yeah, I'd like
0: to meet her sometime.
1: Oh, she'll be. I yeah, would too. She's really. I think you've never really met funny. her. No, really, she's never. I suppose she
4: comes in on Fridays, yeah. That's true. Why is saying what nice to... somebody eats? Why is that? Why is that considered racist? Well, because it's, it's, it's a, a joke. very
1: small. She's a comedian. Yeah.
4: But they do eat? Dog. Not I know they
1: do, but that, the, like, the whole point was just to try to get a, a rise out of Phil. Why well, didn't oh. say a rise? Never mind. Trying to get a reaction from Philip
4: Chinese yeah. eat anything, man. That's what I understand. They eat, any, they eat everything. If you were hungry, you would too. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying there's anything true, wrong with it. I'm saying true. they eat everything. There's nothing they don't eat. The a small province. Well, I don't even know if it's a province in China.
1: I don't know if they still – I'm sure like some – Town in the middle of nowhere in Korea, they do, but it's
4: largely they don't do it anymore. In China Korea. still does. Yeah, they some eat places eat in every China. Every animal living. Really? Absolutely. Well, that's bat soup. They have everything. Bat, bat soup. Oh, of bat, bat's in very China. common. That's very common in China.
1: If you don't live in the city in China, you're basically guaranteed to be flat broke, like medieval broke. So. I just I just heard how many medieval millions of broke. people.
4: There's, it, it was like a crazy number like 200 million people in the world make less than $2 a day
1: yeah i wouldn't well, doubt it you're <laughs> right about that cuz cuba the average monthly income is $20 $2 a
4: day less than $2 a day and china uh, india you, was number 1 china was number 2 if mm-hmm.
2: you make over $34,000 a year you're in the 1% you're in the 1% of the world that's population. crazy oh, income.
4: unbelievable crazy it is and we amazing. wonder
2: why people are trying to come here illegally. <laughs> well, it's
1: Western it's not, Europe, Canada, yeah. and the United States. Yeah. We got Everyone's treated well, and, right. and they want to be part of that. So I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that whole situation because there's only so much room.
4: That's like right. fix your well, country. There's a lot of room in Poland, but they take zero people. Well, exactly. Zero. Yeah, there's, no you're not allowed, allowed to go to Poland, period. Nope. They take nobody. That's well, well, why Switzerland is so nice. It's zero immigra- immigration in the Poland. Yeah. But
0: what, what I hate is on the world stage, nobody chastises those countries right. for not right. bringing anybody Poland's in. never taken we're anyone. The, we're the horrible people for not wanting to.
4: At least Italy took them in the beginning, but now Italy's cut it off, too. I have a They've question closed the
1: for door. you. Are Polish people considered to be white people? Yeah, <laughs> I just—I said that for Mike Bilski's benefit.
4: I tell you what, polands one of my well, one of my f- big surprises of how nice Poland is. You told is. me that you said it you like Poland. It is a Poland. beautiful country, and the people are so nice. And you know what? Almost everybody speaks English there. Really? So it's a very easy country to go visit. I could see that. And the and the very beautiful people too. The chow's good too. The food's awesome. But yeah. very beautiful people, very pretty pretty women there.
1: There they are. Yeah. And there's no quite yeah, you know, getting around the world's a good thing. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I no like question. Honest to God, Sperinthol's in the days now. Why are <laughs> you in just, such
2: I'm a thinking day? About vacation. <laughs> oh my it's god. god just going here. Today. Baby. Well, you can't just stop working suddenly. It's, it's bad for you. It's like get to go you a get slide. You got to slow down. That's right. You understand. Slide that. in.
1: Are you going to spend a lot of time on a boat?
2: Oh, the whole week. The yeah. whole week. We're going right. to go out probably Friday, and we won't get off it until you know. The following Saturday, Sa- you know,
1: Saturday's Saturday yeah.
4: all rain, right? We'll be fine. Right.
1: Well, you goes, slide <laughs> um, When do you when do you get down?
2: We'll get to Red Wing on the third, which on the third. is Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, yeah. Probably mid afternoon or stuff. So. What you should do, and we can plan this out. But come on down to the marina no, 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 uh, for d- during cocktail hour. You can watch your wife drink wine, and then we'll go to have dinner.
1: I literally, we're staying right across the river. Yeah, from. no, I know where it's unbelievable. Great timing, and then Treasure Island invited us to come down. So go down and lose a bunch of money, and then dinner. it
2: will be Fantastic. It. You can you just give it all to the Treasure Island people, and I'll cover you. For no, some they're they're I, very very
1: nice. They're I get great to people.
0: entertain. Four boys all weekend long. Oh
1: God! Yeah. How old are the boys?
0: Well, 16 14 11 and six.
1: Tell them they don't behave. Uncle Tom's gonna move in and whip their ass. <laughs> How about <laughs> yeah, that?
2: Well, the six-year-old to be fun. The 11's on the edge. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> other two true. are just gonna sleep all weekend. Sleep yeah, sleep all
0: weekend or play. Well, they, they get outside and play, but uh, hopefully the weather will be nice and it won't be raining the whole time. Yeah, that weekend. would not be good. Oh, that would drive that me nuts.
2: True. I think it's rained every Saturday in the last month
0: yeah well, um, yeah. they come to me, I'm bored. I'm like, well, go find something to do. There's nothing to do, and I'm like so, oh
2: nothing,
1: Tony, what the, do you have to leave right after this hour? uh yeah, pretty quick. okay, I just wanted to make sure that I get a
5: couple minutes here. you're you you just reminding me I was thinking when I was a kid, my parents kicked me out the door and locked it yeah. and I, they didn't open it up until yeah. the sun went down, yeah, in the summertime yeah you, where'd you grow up? Southern Minnesota, about ten or fifteen miles from Austin. Oh, you did yeah, okay. Yeah. My dad uh, retired from the Hormel meat meatpacking. Oh, you told me that. That's oh, no. right. Was it P9?
1: Yeah. The, the, he, he, was a, that he
5: was part of the p Yeah, he was one of the last of God
1: the P9. Hell. P9 doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't exist at all. Anymore. Was what was, it anymore. was P9? It was a P9 was the name of the union. Oh, the union.
5: I wrote the story. Maybe you'd like to read it.
1: Oh, it's a really interesting story. Yeah. It really is. I, I, no doubt about did it. Did I share that with you, too? I really? can't. I can't. I will. When yeah, it was uh, that? Early
5: 80s? 85 happened? and 86. Okay.
1: Okay. Can we? Yeah. Can you stay for like seven more minutes? Yeah, I can pull that off. Ten more. <laughs> Fifteen. Seven. Eight,
3: nine Can and you a stay half. till three?
1: Because I got We got to take a break here and then eight come back. Eight minutes and, about. and thirty-two seconds. Okay, we'll do that. And then you tell us the story of P Nine because you got, you have a book.
5: Uh, something like a book.
1: yeah. Something like a book. A pamphlet. Movie script. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's so a movie, movie script. script. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in about
7: five minutes, something like that, or sooner, Andy. It's up to you. Okay, Tom Bernard Show.